Hey, hey. Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. I'm your host, Steve McJones. How's it going? Uh, this week we had a very lovely Sue Kuhnson. Uh She was my task force manager uh, coming into the Ohio University in when both of our managers are gone now and I'm the MIT and she was the help. And now she's leaving. She's only there for three weeks. It's really sad, but um, I think I talked about her a little bit on the solo episode. Uh, and she's just, you know, she I, I learned a lot from her and she's great. And um, this conversation was not the one I was expecting to have with her, if I'm being honest with you. But I think I really, it helped me realize that, you know, it kind of brought me back to sometimes these episodes can just be conversation. They can just be relaxed. And, uh, I mean, we were recorded it in, uh, in the bar at the OUN and, you know, I was not looking forward to go there just to record it because I work there. But, you know, during this conversation kind of took me out of where I was and it's just really nice to, you know, refreshing topics and all over the place. And Sue's just amazing. So, uh, it's just good stuff. (laughs) I hope you, Enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> okay, here it is. Hello, hello. Welcome, Sue Coons. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, Steve. How about yourself? I'm all right. <laughs> uh, would you like to uh, introduce yourself a little bit, like how we met and, you know, how we got here? Sure, sure. Um, well, my name is Sue Coons. I am uh, currently the guest services manager at the Austin Marriott North in Round Rock. However, due to the COVID uh, experience, the last six months, been on a little bit of a furlough and just intermittent projects. So I had the opportunity to come to Athens, Ohio on a three-week, what we call task force project to help uh, facilitate the food and beverage operations and uh, make a bridge until we get the new managers in place. Yeah, yeah, and I really appreciate the help. <laughs> Being just like the lone wolf out here, the MIT kid just walking around doing things. Um, I really appreciate you coming out and helping and being so nice uh which is awesome thanks it's been a lot it's been a lot of fun not yeah. from the beginning but uh <laughs> once, we, once we got over that it's been great some audio cut out here but i asked sue if she was born in austin no i was actually born in san antonio lived there for pretty much oh about 20 years on and off um well most of it and then um lived in Fredericksburg for a couple of years opened up some businesses and then Went back to San Antonio and then moved to Austin when my kids were uh, about three and five. Wanted to raise them there. So I've been in Austin a very long time. I can't, can't count the number of years. About, yeah. about 32. Well, it sounds like a whole lot happened in between. <laughs> you just saying kids. I bounced around. Yeah. <laughs> couple kids. Well, so uh, your first 20 years, you know, you went to high school and then did you go to college or? Actually, I went to. So. <clears throat> After you graduated high school, what'd you do? I graduated in three years from high school because I was extremely bored. In three Um, years at high school? Yeah, three years. So basically skipped a year and uh, took my English four and an art class at the the end. Um, Walked across the stage and then got my diploma a couple months later. Hmm. And then took a little bit of time off to go explore the world. Came back and... Where'd you go? 
I went to Fredericksburg. I wouldn't call it the world. But I <laughs> had an opportunity to open a business in a little small town, and it was the uh, only bar in town. Oh, it was a bar that you opened? Yeah, well, it was a bar. I went to work at the bar, and then my colleague ended up opening uh, up uh, a restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, an answering service, um, and a paint store, and a little strip center. So Really? And you must have been, what, 19? 19. 19 at that point? Opening businesses at yeah, 19? That's, that's pretty, pretty impressive. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really liked the... Uh, I like to be active. I like to learn, but I didn't like school. So that <laughs> hey, was, me too. Yeah. So it was kind of a challenge. And then I uh, uh, met my ex-husband, uh, father While of you were opening the business. While I was doing that. Okay. And then went back to school, went to UTSA for about 21 um, hours, and then um, got married and had some kids and didn't go back to school till I was uh, about <laughs> 40 years old. Well, so what made you want to go back to school after everything? Well, and so did you just, while you were having kids, that was like your job or like? Well, that was, that was my job and I, I had worked like four jobs just to, to raise them. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. What, four jobs at once? Four jobs at once. I worked for American Airlines, um, two restaurants and a company that hosted, um, company picnics. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I had a lot of different... Those are all, like, real jobs, too, I feel Yeah, like. no, I had, like, four different out- outfits in my car at any one time, so yeah. uh, fortunately my kids were very, very good, um, but well, along how, with... How did you juggle that? How do you handle that? Um, it was tough. Did you get tough. babysitters all the time? And... I had a really nice support group of family and friends That's that... Good. Um, Made, made a big difference. Um, my brother lived with me for a couple years and helped cook for cook for him and raise them and then bought a house and mm-hmm. they uh, learned to get dressed and get up and feed themselves. They're pretty pretty independent. Pretty <laughs> well, independent. I, so, I missed a lot of their childhood, but um, it's the way it was. It was survival. Yeah, definitely. And so you say your brother, how, how many siblings do you have? I have... Two sisters, an older sister, uh, a younger sister, and then my brother was older. Um, he passed away just five years ago, at mm. fifty-nine. So, Sorry about that. Yeah, a little, little sudden. Yeah. And, uh, right now, my uh, older sister and my younger sister both have have cancer, so I'm kind of a little. Uh, oh no. I'm definitely a middle child yeah. uh, at the moment, squished wow. in between a lot of stuff. A lot of things <laughs> going on there. Yeah, a lot. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm sorry about all that, but I mean, you come in here, you've been really, you know, you've been really excited and excitable and happy, and so it's. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to, to you know, it. It seems like you're still putting out the best that you have, you know. Well, I try to. I'm blessed with uh, my father's 89 and my mom's 87, and both relatively healthy. My dad's got a little bit of dementia, and I've been taking care of him. Um, Supporting him on and off the last six months. He doesn't need full care, but he's at my older sister's, so I know he's he's, he's being better fed than I feed him. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, he's uh, he's my management mentor and kind of like my best friend. So being being away from him and my daughter has been, been pretty tough, but pretty we're almost tough. home. Well, yeah, you're leaving tomorrow. I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Is So is... is family is something that is the most important thing in life for you? Hmm. I would say yes. Well, I, I would say in the old Mary Kay terms, you know, um, God first, family second, career mm. third. 
but you have to have a maybe not a career but you have to work to be able to support the family right so it's uh <laughs> sometimes the lines get a little little blurred and i've always been a workaholic by either um, well i mean yeah working four jobs <laughs> opening a business when you're 19 yeah it seems like a busy some of that was by desire some was by need and mm -hmm. then i'm in a, in a way i guess i'm kind of addicted to work and the feed that i get from people that i work with so yeah sometimes work is although difficult is easier relationship wise than than family right but yeah and so I mean, honestly, like, I am only working this job right now. I got homework and stuff, so my life isn't nearly as, as crazy busy as that. But I still, right now, I feel stressed out, and I feel kind of, like, you know, tired all the time, like we were talking about. And I just, I mean, I try to, like, look into spirituality and stuff, but, like, how do you, how, do you, how does you, like, handle all that? Like, what really gets you through that? Uh, honestly, really, uh, faith. Yeah. And so, how, did that? Were you raised uh, Catholic, Christian? No, I was raised a uh, Christian, and I probably accepted Jesus Christ when I was, I think, five or six hmm. from vacation Bible school. And my mom, <laughs> right. my mom was. Uh, uh, I, I still say her faith has gotten her through some some real challenges through her life, and and that's probably the. Probably the best thing she's given me faith and endurance. She's mm. tough. Yeah. Um, she's not a workaholic necessarily, but she's 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 tough. It's that survival endures. instinct mm -hmm. that you're talking about. Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually raised Catholic. I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, I don't know. I feel like I've changed a lot since I've graduated and been through college so far, and I don't. I don't know. I feel like. So has your idea of God changed as you grew? Actually, no, it hasn't. Really? It, it, it really hasn't. And I was fortunate. Well, my mom and dad divorced. They separated back and forth for many years. So it wasn't. And I was always very close to my dad. So when he would leave, and they tried many times to work it out. When he would leave, it was a real separation anxiety. And I and I think that that is something that is has not changed but it's you know that god will never leave you or forsake you and mm -hmm. watching faith work through people in crisis and like when my brother died and just different things it's that's what what keeps me going mm -hmm. it's not always no not always easy right um, and i also when i was growing up my children not my children but my friends um I had Lutheran friends, Catholic friends, I, you know, and we had sleepovers and I, you know, I could do the homily. I mean, I, I, I had a well, <laughs> a well-versed exposure to the different types of faith. In fact, I worked for a company called um, Church City where we actually, I was a startup company and we began developing the platforms for now what is... Um, Online church service, online tithing. Really? Um, you paved the roads for this uh, yeah, virtual future. We, we ran out of money when the dot-com industry failed, um, hmm. but your, I can't even think of the word, your Baptist um, and your Catholic, they ended up developing a lot of their own, and then they you know, split the websites. But we were, we were definitely pioneers of some of that early um, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I just bring it up because... I don't know, like, I feel like the, I like, 
this is you know I don't so you obviously have you know met people of all different types mm -hmm. of backgrounds and faiths and everything and I just feel you know say this is that the faith and everything is correct I, I just feel like my idea of you know God and and you know the afterlife and everything has developed since when I was a kid because before I just thought of it as this like you know like literal very literal thing whereas now I find it as more of like you know you want to make good decisions right based mm -hmm. on morality and things that you consider to be uh, the right thing to do and then I feel like that affects you I, you know I'm not so I don't know like how I feel about the afterlife because I feel like that you know it could just be like in the existence that we live in you know what I mean people put themselves they make poor decisions and then end up in a place that where they're tortured you know like like if somebody were to kill somebody and then they end up in jail and then that place is like that's their hell you know mm -hmm. right and well I, I think if you use God and and the in the in the Bible and whatever your faith is as your roadmap mm -hmm. that will lead you to good decisions right. but unfortunately because of our nature we don't always make those good decisions right sometimes we know what the right thing is but we don't necessarily do it mm -hmm. but if you use it as a roadmap for um, the most basic things um, it's it'll, it'll get you through life and it, whether you believe in the afterlife or not mm -hmm. um, if you do with the if you do the right thing You'll feel like you're doing the yeah. right thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, no, that's 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 a fair point. So it's more just about how he influences the journey for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's fair. And that's what that's that endurance thing that's really helping get you through then. I think so, and knowing that you the afterlife comes in where you know that you're you will eventually be at peace and you won't you won't have the struggles and the wars right. that you have here and you'll see your family again if if they have um if they were believers and that's where i think the different religions it's kind of tough to to think about and if you know mm -hmm. you have family members that don't have don't have faith or haven't accepted uh, jesus as a personal savior it's it's tough because if you think that you may not see them again yeah um if you if you fully believe that, that's a challenge. But mm -hmm. I don't think you can I don't think you can dwell on that. Um, mm -hmm. And some point that's where you do have to be a little selfish, mm -hmm. um, and and know that you're going to get there. Right, right. And then you just accept accept it in the end. Then, mm -hmm. wow. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know. It's very. Uh... And if, if you see people that are that are Christians and have faith and they're tortured. If you look at people that don't have faith and are tortured, there's there's quite a bit of difference. I mean, the end may be the be the same, mm -hmm. but how they get through it, um, I don't know. It's one it's way just, seems like healthier yeah, almost. Yeah, it's just it, it's a better way. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so how do you view? I mean, so I know you said it, the I, the concept hasn't really changed for you as you've matured but how do you view it as its influence in the world nowadays you know like i mean originally catholicism was like church and it was like part of the church like part of the state you know and part of the government and everything now it's kind of been separated a lot and i just feel like it's become well i mean not 
not all of it, obviously, and, and this is from my experience, but I feel like um, so it's kind of the, the, the main moral values that we're talking about have gotten away from people, and it's more about um, more about like the social aspect of it, you know, and going to church and meeting those people. And I don't know, I, I wonder if all of those people really believe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there are some, some false, false Christians and, you know, I think it, it more, I, and I do believe that in the separation of church and state, um, I believe that you should be able to have a moment of silence and a moment of, of prayer. I mean, I grew up the Declaration of Independence, hmm. um, you know, the things that we said in school, and then we, you know, we had a prayer. So I understand that that's not for everyone, and I, I can respect that. I think for me and in the worldly views, if you, one of the things that I, I learned going back to school um, when I started at the Marriott 20 years ago was servant leadership and a style of leadership. If you lead like Jesus, you'll be successful. You know, where you don't have, you might have correction, but you don't have condemnation. Um, really? You, so it's like almost a management type yeah, thing? Yeah, no, it is. And it, it is actually a theory servant leadership. Huh. Uh, it's one of the best leadership books <laughs> that I that I ever ever read. Really? And when, since I didn't go back to school after, until after I'd been managing and leading for like 20 years, it was more kind of the stamp of, this is what you've been doing, but can you do it better? Mm-hmm. And how do you take that? I mean, you don't stomp up and down and, you know, and an associate or a colleague does something wrong, you approach it with um, calm mm-hmm. and look at what the best thing is and kind of go back to that roadmap. You know, yeah. what is the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm so young, but I feel like a, a lot of the times it's hard to control those emotions, though. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like when somebody makes you mad, <laughs> how do you just stay calm and like not react? You know, how do you not immediately I mean I guess that's just uh, that's it is trying to control those immediate reactions right it is it takes it takes practice and experience and um, you know it takes it takes friendship too and having someone uh, in, in our WHG and PhD culture you know having having a best friend at work having someone that you can go to and kind of share those frustrations in a safe confident away mm-hmm. and talk it out um, or go in your walk-in freezer um, <laughs> you know in our business we have punch some frozen meat <laughs> to, to, to cool off a yeah, little bit cool off, cool and, down and take a deep breath because those emotions are going to happen I mean right. that's what makes us human but you know your emotional intelligence is what you learn as you as you go through um, life and as you mature is how to manage those emotions mm-hmm. how are you? Uh, so Great, how are you, Lauren? <laughs> um, so, emotional intelligence is developed, and you're saying it's easier to manage them more as you get older? It is, but it's also part of a learned and understanding it early. I, I think that's what, you know, if you do more higher education early or in schools, you actually had more more classes that were geared on the emotional side hmm. um, and in developing that versus the ABCs. I mean, I think the ABCs are 
obviously important. Fundamental, yeah. Fundamental, but one of the best classes I ever had uh, was in high school. It was called Human Relations, and it was, I think, a 12-week. It was an elective. Hmm. And I learned more in that class about things that I'm okay, you're okay, platform, Mm -hmm. um, transactional analysis, you know, how you operate from... We all operate from the adult, parent, and the child. Mm. Some of us operate out of more than one or the other. Yeah. And what makes you whole mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, the alcoholic or addiction triangle, um, mm. persecutor, rescuer, um, victim. Mm. You know, so you, if you had more classes like that at a younger age, more mm-hmm. emotional developmental classes, psychological developmental classes, I think we'd all be better off. Yeah. And I think they're doing some of that now, but not as much. Not as much as they should yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't get to some of that until you specialize. You need to go to higher education. Higher education in college is not always accessible or um, it's not for everyone. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, you didn't jive with school. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's for you. Yeah, it's really not. But do you think you would have if they... So it was more like psychology and sociology-based classes, right? Yeah. The other classes were, were easy. I mean, I'd go to school three days and stay home two days or vice versa and then catch up on all my homework. I, Man, they just let you not you yeah, go to I, school for I, yeah, two days? So basically, I didn't go to... I, maybe I went to school for two years. Maybe two and a half. <laughs> because I skipped the whole year and, and my last year, I just didn't go to school very much. Really? I could still make the grades and... You know, make criteria. So nobody was really mad about it. <laughs> yeah, my mom. My so mom and you dad didn't always know. We went out to eat a lot. <laughs> Use my dad's credit card. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so what did you do with all your free time then? Well, we, we would go to IHOP and go to JoJo's, <laughs> and we would eat, and then we would just uh, hang out. Hang out. I always like to be outside. Yeah. You know, really, probably wasted a lot of time, <laughs> but. But you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. So it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing about, like, coming into the realization of, like, the adult world is, like, how much time are you actually letting yourself waste? Like, wa- wasting versus enjoying is very, it's a very fine line, you know what I mean? Because, like, I enjoy movies, but how beneficial are movies, you know? Yeah. I'm not a movie watcher. I, I can't sit still on <laughs> that long. I mean, I, I use them to go to sleep, but... Um, there's probably a handful, maybe 15, 20 movies that I've seen in my entire life. And what? most of them were Clint Eastwood or John Wayne or, yeah, or movies classic. with my brother and my dad. Um, <laughs> cause I was a, a daddy's girl and I like hanging out with the guys. I like sports. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really a girl's girl. Yeah. And no, that's fair. <laughs> so I, but I also said I could never, uh, chase around a little, white little ball for four hours a day, mm-hmm. uh, in golf and, um, lately, I've been doing that about four times a week. So. Oh really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So some things just develop. At yeah, some things just develop. <laughs> you, you begin to appreciate appreciate more being with people versus the task. You you have to achieve the task oh. and you know clean your house and do those things. But what's more important is being with people that that, that you love and. Uh, and enjoy and have good company and, and especially you realize people at a certain time in life, my sister and her brother-in-law, they, um, you know, planned all their life to have retirement and travel and, you know, we're very fiscally responsible mm-hmm. and they're 62 and 65 and she's got very 
dangerous, aggressive form of cancer. So now their time is doing radiation and cancer treatment. So you, you, you don't know when, what's going to happen. So while they had a really good life and traveled a lot and did things, mm -hmm. um, you just don't know, you know, it can end tomorrow. So how do you achieve that balance between back to the future planning yeah, and back to, to the work, yeah. um, the career and, and family? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, it's a, it's a very tricky thing. Right. And it, and it just becomes, I mean, it just stays as complicated as, as you go on, huh? Well, kind of like our conversation yesterday about chasing your dream yeah. early and why you can't. Yeah, that's and that's the life I want to live. But you know, if I it just it just seems so illogical and so like I feel like society today wants you to make the right. I I feel like there's a lot of pressure to make, and the right decision becomes not just the moral decision but the logical decision. And so like I want to go to New York, but right now obviously that doesn't make sense. And even if you know this whole pandemic wasn't happening, it would still be like. What are you doing? You can't just move out there. You, you know, it's just, it's, you can't just, it, you can't just live day to day thinking that you may die at any moment because that may lead you to, towards, uh, you know, a reckless, recklessness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Balance. Mm -hmm. balance. Back to the balance. Mm. I'm a Libra, but when I'm out of balance, things are, are really tough, but it's not, it's not always easy to achieve because mm -hmm. I go full force until everything I do, be that work or yeah, golf or whatever, then <laughs> and I'm all in, as my brother used to say. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's a good way to live, though, because then you just fully envelop yourself in those things that you're interested in. All in, but your balance, your work, family, faith, finances. Yeah, stuff like gotta, that. Gotta have a balance. <laughs> well, so is there anything that you, any advice that you would like to give to your younger self maybe before or do you think you just played it out exactly as it was meant to be i don't know it's hard to go back and, and regret i mean i think getting married young and having children young um provided a a huge challenge but that was the choice at a time mm -hmm. you know um Love gets in the way of a lot of things sometimes and those goals and so forth and the immediacy of, of love and attraction. Um, but my kids, you know, they talk a lot about their 37 and 35 and they wouldn't have had it any other way. They learn from our struggles. Um, my son struggled a little bit more, you know, emotionally from, from not, having, um, not having his father around and not having that support, but, you know, you, you, you get through it mm. and they learned different values. They learned the work, you know, the value of, uh, of work and work ethic. Mm. Um, and they, while they missed a lot of me, uh, were on the other end of the spectrum. They're older. Mm -hmm. They waited till to form relationships until later. And, um, now we're spending adult quality time. Yeah. And when I went back to school, when they, we're getting ready to go to college. We would have intellectual discussions about um, college and different things. So I don't know that I, what I would recommend, 
I don't know. It, it, it was what it was. It was what it was. I yeah. can't change. I can't change what happened. Mm-hmm. I can just change going forward and trying to, trying to find that 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 better balance between work and I think the pandemic has has helped that mm-hmm. um, a lot. But at the same time, you still have to make choices like coming here and having to leave my family because I need to make sure that I, in the long run, that I still have a career right. and a job. Mm-hmm. And I love being with people. So it's a different type of family. Yeah. yeah you know, it's not my core family, but I already have this miniature family that I've, you know, in three weeks that I've developed. And You're doing I'm a sad. podcast with one of them. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with one of them. I don't want to leave, but yeah. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Well, but and I have two homes now, and so I don't know which home I want to go to more. Yeah. Well, and, and it sounds like your kids, like you said, have learned a lot. And so it sounds like it was hard at first for them, but it's now kind of gotten better and, and it's worked out for them in the end. And so having those, those, your own, you know, your own children, the fruit of, of your, what is the fruit of your loom? I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the one. Sometimes something yeah. But to see them thrive and to see them have happy lives and, and, and live uh, fully, does that like give you a, some peace and some, well, it does, and, and the goal was to make sure they both had the opportunity to go to college. Even though I had the opportunity to go to college, I early in my life, I, I didn't because I was bored. Mm-hmm. It was a real goal of mine to make sure, and my daughter has a bachelor's, and my son has a master's of divinity, and um, uh, they both make a significant amount more money than I do, <laughs> which is great. So, uh, Is that why the, the goal was to get them to college, so that they could be more well-off? Yes, and, and the fact that, you know, maybe when my dad was growing up, he didn't have a degree, but he did he did very well that as times move on, you have to have that as a base. So, yes, to give you choices. Not so much so you can make some more money so that you have choices. Because mm-hmm. as technology moves around, if you can't, you know, click the radio button that you have a degree, you're automatically, you know, eliminated from, you know, being a candidate possibly. Right. Um, I mean, the old... Uh, word of mouth and and networking is great but the reality is you just you need to and you need to have the you need to have that education to match to match your intuition and your instinct to be able to have those choices yeah i i I get what you're saying and i also think you have practiced that fairly well and i think you followed it even though like you said you didn't really like college and you know you like learning still and uh, this is me leading to. I think you text really well. I think you 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 keep up with the technology pretty well. You know you, you you know you use the emojis and stuff. And you're not. I mean, there's a lot of older people that I know that text like just the worst. They they can't spell things and like their their, their grammar is just awful. Well, I'm so. not I'm not really good with the emojis, but the text. <laughs> I'm I'm a grammar and a spelling freak, and okay. I really I've just gotten to where I can go. Uh, OTW for on the way, you know, yeah. but I still have to have it special. Now my mother is a, is a, is a texting freak. She does all the gifts. She, I mean, and, and she, she had different careers and is very intelligent, but she, my dad's on the technical, was on the technical side, but mm. he has trouble with the cell phone yeah. and texting is just not for him. And yet my mother's on the other end of the spectrum where she's like, she writes, books in her text oh wow. like she talks yeah you know but nevertheless <laughs> but she she can put all these different things and all these caricatures and i'm like yeah so it's, it's a little much but yeah. no i mean i'm just i'm i've got 
somebody told me last week they were like I have this older phone that's like smaller to like a 5s or whatever people are like you need to get a new phone <laughs> yeah, I'm like am I that far behind already this is I mean this isn't that old it's like uh and I feel like I'm I don't know I, I don't know <laughs> I just feel like technolo- technology is already progressing past the point where I. Well, be honest with you, my daughter. T- if my daughter didn't pay for my phone, I probably would, uh, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't have this much. But <laughs> I, I use it a lot now, you know, for applications and banking. And if I if I lost my phone, you know, it, it, it would, that would be detrimental. That would be very detrimental. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's got a lot of connect. Sure. So you're saying I should have kids to keep myself (laughs) (laughs) updated and and to. (laughs) My son asked me one time, he said, because he's going back for his third career to be, he said, should I be a doctor or a physician's assistant? I said, I don't know, whatever gets me the pool quickest. (laughs) Either way, I don't don't care. Whatever makes you happy and gets me the pool. Wow. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. No, that's a a good way to think about it from going forward here. Um, Well, I uh, I appreciate you coming out and talking to me for a little bit. I um, I don't really have much else to add to this conversation. I feel like we've been all over the place, but yeah, well, we have. (laughs) Well, that's that's the way I think, and that's why I move and operate. So yeah, um, no. So it's been fun, and thank you for your time, and and you know it's been fun to watch you develop over over the last couple weeks. And um, same, and I really appreciate you harboring some of that and uh, mentoring me a little bit. It really has been really beneficial for me. So um, I'm glad that, you know, uh, like you said, it's unfortunate that you had to leave, but I'm glad you made the best of your time here and helped me become better in a way. So, yeah. Thanks so much, Sue. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Have a great day. (laughs) That was fun. So, yeah, always a very excitable person. And, uh, you know, she she wasn't afraid to, you know, dive into her her life and what she believes in and um like I said it's not the conversation I was expecting to have with her but I'm glad I did and I mean I'm not really a person of faith per se you know like I said I was raised Catholic but now not so much but (laughs) um it is really inspiring to hear people talk about what they believe and why they believe it and that's why I kind of you know just dived into it a little bit and you know you know it still uh holds value you know it's still has uh has meaning and you know it's there's things that you can apply different situations and um yeah no it was like i said it was really nice and refreshing to talk to her and um i wish her all the best and i hope things work out for her and uh yeah thanks for uh thanks for being there for me sue all right and you know thanks for being there for me you listeners out there um yeah thanks for listening i love you amen okay bye Sue actually told me this story about her, uh, I think it was her grandma, um, but she was a very, uh, like, upper class, like, uppity, you know, fancy woman, and, uh, but on this, on the topic of, of marijuana and, and weed, she was, she would say, you know, it, it wasn't for her, but, you know, if that's your bag, that's your bag.